Sound Design. Live. Welcome to Sound Design Live. I'm Nathan Lively, and I just completed the fourth presentation of a live webinar training on sound system tuning. Now, the webinars went well, but there just wasn't enough time to answer all of the questions that the 535 attendees sent in. But I don't want to leave those people out in the cold, and I really appreciated that they took the time to fill out the form and send in the question. So I've gathered all of the questions, and I'm going to answer all of them here on the podcast. So I've organized all of the questions into sections, and the first section we're going to talk about today is why, the why of sound system tuning, because whether your event is a small corporate event or a large-scale theatrical production, why tune a sound system at all? So Siva sent in the first question, and they said, why tune the sound system? Okay, simple, direct. <laughs> so the three main reasons that I think about and that I hear from other people who want to optimize their sound systems are, number one, consistency. Sound system tuning is the best way to bring more confidence and consistency to your work so that the mix you hear at front of house is the same mix that every single audience member hears, not just today at this location, but every day at every location. The more you can be sure that the mix that's coming out of your console is being faithfully delivered to the entire audience, the better you can focus on creating an amazing show. You don't have to worry about running around every few minutes to check on different areas. You can be completely present to that event that's unfolding in front of you. And the second reason that I hear often is demand. Getting more freelance gigs, right? The best way to grow your career as an audio engineer is to be so good they can't ignore you. And the best way to be so good they can't ignore you is by optimizing your sound system to produce consistent results night after night. When you can produce consistent results, you're going to be the one that's getting more personal referrals and generating more demand for your services. But you don't have to take my word for it. But you don't have to take my word for it. Check out this quote that I got from Buford Jones. If you haven't heard of Buford Jones, he is a TEC award winner and front of house mixer for Pink Floyd. So he says, in live sound, consistency is what it's all about. Managers and artists are looking for someone that can go from venue to venue and reproduce a predictable sound. Not an easy task, especially when you're not carrying your own production. Management and artists would like to trust the sound to you. And that leads to the third reason, which we don't talk about that often, but I think really resonates in the Sound Design Live community, and that's fun. Yeah! I'm talking about enjoying our work. None of us got into this business because we wanted to be rich and famous or deal with unending, invisible technical problems all day long. We got here because we're passionate about great art and we love the thrill of the show. I don't want to be running around solving problems and trying to figure out why the mix sounds terrible in the front rows during the show. I want to be in the moment, completely present to what's happening on stage, creating art, having an impact on people's lives. So these are the main goals that people talk to me about when they talk about why sound system tuning is important to them. And they're great goals. And I think the best part is that the market is wide open for people who are looking to create real value for their clients and their audience. The live event industry is growing every day, and there's a real demand for good audio. Okay, the second question was sent in by Kira. Kira says, what is sound system tuning? Is it only used in live sound? So Kira, I realize that the term is kind of funny because we're not piano tuners, right? But it's become the colloquial shorthand for sound system optimization. 
And sound system optimization is just another way to say maximizing our results despite inherent limitations. So how do we define a maximized result? For a long time, I thought this meant flat, right? A flat frequency response. Um, a few years into my career, I was working on theater and concert sound in Portugal and got one of those handheld RTAs from Phonic. I don't know if you guys remember those. But at the time, it was so cool. I remember I could take a bunch of different measurements in a room, kind of just randomly. Then I would average them together. And then I could invert the result to set a graphic EQ and supposedly return the system's frequency response to flat. I kept trying this method on and off for a while, not getting very good results. Luckily, I was turned on to the work of Bob McCarthy and his principles of minimum variance. And it's these principles that give us guidelines for what is a maximized result. Those guidelines are minimum level, spectral, and sonic image variance. That means it shouldn't be super loud in the front and barely audible in the back. It should be close to the same level as possible. It also means it shouldn't be super bright in the front and dark and dull in the back. It should be as close to the same as possible. And if an actor is far upstage right, he shouldn't sound like he's coming from downstage left. He should sound like he's coming from upstage right. So the goal of sound system tuning isn't flat sound or good sound, but same sound. And to answer your last question, is it only used in live sound? No, it's used anywhere where speakers are used to transmit waveforms to eardrums. All right, question number three was sent in by Malcolm. And they said, will I be able to master the art of sound system tuning? Question mark, exclamation mark. So Malcolm, the truth is, sound system tuning is potentially a never-ending task and the amount you can learn about it as well. There are some processes that produce a pass or fail result that you can learn in a few minutes, like verifying matching polarity between speakers. But then there are other more complex processes that can take years to learn to do well. But just the fact that you attended the webinar and you care about this stuff, I think puts you ahead of most sound engineers out there today. Question number four. Um, several people, including Hal, asked this question. Is sound system tuning without software really possible or are you only shooting for good enough? So here's how I think about it. If a doctor were trapped in an elevator with a pregnant woman who's about to give birth, he wouldn't want to perform the operation without his tools, but he would still do whatever it took to get the job done. So I don't want to go to work without my audio analyzer, but if I end up in a situation where I don't have it, I'm still going to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Question number five was sent in by Volker, who says, is linear sound really good sound? So Volker, I have some questions for you. Wouldn't it be great if we could have the same sound in every seat, out to the broadcast truck, and into the overflow rooms that we're hearing at our mix position? Wouldn't it be great if we could get the same response from system to system and room to room, so that if we're on tour, we can start with the same mix settings we had the night before? Isn't it more fun to mix a show if we're not fighting the system in room and worrying about what the balcony is hearing? Wouldn't your clients love it if you could deliver consistent results? So is linear sound good sound? No. Linear just means that you get the same thing out of it as you put into it. So if you put garbage into it, you'll get garbage out of it. And if you put milk and honey into it, you'll get out of it. Sound design. Yeah.